Hiya. Hi. We're doing a thing. It's our three-year anniversary and we're doing a thing. We're doing a podcast, Hannah. It's weird because we're wearing headphones, but I can't hear myself. I know. It's actually quite horrible. (laughs) Uh, Um, It's our three-year anniversary. We have decided to stop the podcast. Yeah, this is it. Halfway through Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. That'd be such a great Yeah, we've been running this podcast for three years today. Wow. Why did no one make us stop? Look at us. Look, Look at, at us. us. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> Not me. Uh, We've only run, out of those three years, one and a half of them has been in COVID. <laughs> yike. I know. Big yike. Over one and a half now. Yeah, just about, yeah. That's horrible when you think about it, actually, over this half this podcast life has been in COVID. But we're still here. Somehow. And we're still standing. Stop it. You literally left the room when I sung. Yes, because um, you sing terribly. That's rude, actually. And Some people have told me I have a lovely voice. They lied. Okay, yeah, um, I Meanwhile, I have the voice of an angel. You literally don't. I'm still standing out And everyone's left. Um, we have no set thing that we do for the anniversary episodes because we don't. We're not that organised and put together. But also, I think it's boring if you do the same thing every year. She says when we do practically the same thing for our Christmas episodes every year. No, we've only done it twice in a row. And that was because we were really rushed this Christmas. And we'll probably do it again because it's really funny. Anyway, we asked our Discord for what they wanted to hear for our three-year anniversary special. And someone suggested... It's you that's editing this one, so you can make as much annoying noise as you want. I don't give a crap. Oh, so not why I was doing it. Um, and also, how dare you call scat jazz annoying? That wasn't scat jazz. I'm pretty sure that's what scat jazz sounds like. I'm pretty sure scat jazzers are like bleeding at the ears right now at the affront you've just scat done. Jazzers. Scat jazzers. Scat jazzers. Those things Jazz are scat jazzers. Jazz are scats, yeah. Jazz are scats, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jellicle cats. Oh, no. Aristocats. Jellicle cats as jellicles do, jellicles and a jellicle. Someone suggested that we react to our first episode and we thought, yes, that that sounds terrible. Sounds like a terrible idea to subject ourselves to. Let's do that. So here we are, reacting to our first episode. I have tried to do this before and failed. Um, One, because of our audio quality, it's terrible. And two, um, because of our personalities, they're terrible. I have listened to this, obviously, when it, the year it first came out, but haven't listened to it since. Some fun facts about this episode before we start. It is the only episode ever recorded at Charlie's house. Yeah! Literally, the first episode of the podcast was recorded there, and every other one has been recorded at my house. But for some reason, yeah. that first one was recorded at Charlie's. And we could now, I now have the space that we could record. It's just why lug the equipment? That wouldn't make sense, yeah. So, um, But yeah, that one was... And it wasn't even Charlie's main room that she was in in her old flat. It was the one before that. Yeah. Both of us were technically employed by the same company at the time of recording this episode. And we were, yeah, like much more junior in our careers. You have been through... Many jobs since. Thank you for making it sound like I job hop. No, I have been through <laughs> no, four different jobs. No, it's just been a long time. No, it's been a really long time. Yeah. Um, I'm excited slash terrified to hear this. Shall we go for it? 
I guess. Here we go. Rewind oh. to wait. What was three years ago? Twenty eighteen. It was twenty eighteen. And right at the end. Yeah. Let's rewind to twenty eighteen, a time before COVID, but post Brexit and fetus us. Yay. Oh, and also we're drinking Prosecco. Oh, we're drinking Prosecco because it's a celebration. Woo! Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter The podcast. audio quality! I'm Harry, so and echoey. And we're two 20-somethings rereading our favourite childhood book, but this time with added alcohol I and hope we cynicism. get some train ASMR. This episode, you'll get to know us and we'll read chapters one and two of The Philosopher's Stone. So grab some alcohol and join us on this reminiscent journey. I don't know why I'm like, why do our voices sound the same? As if our voices would have broken? Oh my god, that was loud. Hi everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. Today we are drinking, <laughs> not wine, um, we probably won't be drinking wine for many podcasts. Today we are for many podcasts. drinking a like flavoured vodka of Charlie's. So basically uh, there's was. two lies already beginning with this podcast, because not only are we not drinking wine, mostly because I don't like wine. I love <laughs> wine. I am an early wine mom. Like, and I have to say yeah. mom in the Technically American we're drinking wine now. Yeah. See, I'm really not. Wine. I'm a great disappointment to my own wine mum. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like wine. Um, but the second lie is that we're drinking allegedly Swedish vodka. So it's Sved. Told you. Charlie tried to disagree with me on this. Strawberry lemonade. My memory is bad. Which, if anyone's listening to this, that's train noise. Can you hear it? Yeah. This is American vodka, but Swedish vodka, but brought in America and then brought over to England. And in England, we have very boring alcoholic drinks. So this is exciting. We just have vodka, and particularly us two, we just have Tesco value. But this is very fancy. And now we can afford better. But the lie about it is that it says that it's Swedish vodka, but then they've tried to make the flag on it very aesthetic by making it match the bottle so they've made the swedish flag red which just makes it the denmark flag and this is very off topic so let's get back to i love that i pulled us back on topic within 30 seconds of a tangent you used to be for like probably i don't know the first like handful of episodes <laughs> maybe more maybe less i can't really remember but definitely for maybe like the first three you were so anal about like just sticking really strictly no, but bear to in mind and also you used to edit out like any bloopers because people now always ask us for like a blooper reel and we probably could have done it for like the first season but I mean, after that we were just like just leave it in <laughs> like, but i think at that point bear in mind we hadn't had any feedback now we have feedback yeah, like, yeah, yeah. overwhelmingly with like the tangents but when we were first launched the podcast yeah, we didn't have that but, feedback, so I was like, "Oh, this this is yeah. off topic." But I think I started it in the frame of mind of being like, "Oh, but like it's just like casual and funny and whatever." And I think you started it in the frame of mind of being like, "And we talk about Harry Potter," <laughs> and I think we went at it to really different angles, which I think I is mean, why you started off podcast... it as so casual and funny. You didn't make notes where we, yes. I don't think we even mention it in this episode, but yeah, you didn't make yeah. notes for the first like half a season. Yeah, but as I was saying, I think that it's why the podcast works because we came at it from two really different angles. So like, although I, you know, like I bring the good points, I do, but you bring most of the good points and intelligence and you bring the funnies, but I also bring like a lot of the funnies because yeah. we just came at it from two 
completely different angles. And I think although we're really similar people, I think that it made that it meant that it blended really well in that respect. But I definitely think in the first like few episodes, it was really you were just like, let's let's get back to talking about Harry Potter. And I'd be like, no, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, this I, I knew the sound quality was bad, but the echoing mm. and also it's so tinny, so tinny. And also, yeah, I just heard some train noise because mm-hmm. we didn't think to close the window. Closing the window? No, but I mean, even in that flat, like it was literally above a train station. <laughs> um, so it would have, even if the window was shut, it yeah. just would have. And also, like, just like the high ceilings as well. Yeah. Like that room was bonkers high ceilings. I mean, we recorded in my lounge for nearly a year and that has even higher ceilings. So it didn't get oh, better for a while. I think they were while. probably around the same height. The, yeah. the, the first room I was in was bonkers high ceilings. Yeah, probably similar to the lounge. But, um, yeah, and also, like, I think we have mentioned this before, but because we didn't want to put too much pressure on this episode, it was recorded as pre-drinks before us going on a night out together. Well, um, to my ex's party. It even was to your ex's was party. Ex the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was pre-drinks to that because we were just like, oh, we'll see if this works. So, like, yeah. because we need to drink we'll record this thing that we're thinking about doing while we drink. Yeah, because we were literally not... We both wanted to do it, but we weren't really set on it. And we were like... Because we were like, we might do it and just literally not have any idea, any chemistry, might just be horrendous. So we were like, well, let's just do it as just like a one-off and then edit it and see how it is. And it was terrible, but for some reason we continued. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely... Like, I worry about this as our first episode words episode i worry about our entire first two seasons to be honest because whilst i think it's normal that like people when they're new podcasters it takes you a while to really get into like how to do things not just in terms of the technical side but the hosting of it so i think that's normal but it's like it's our like sound quality combined with that where i'm like this is just unpleasant and it probably puts so many people off that might enjoy later seasons yeah, but in a lot of ways, like, I do think it's... I'm going to talk about, like, the commercializations of podcasts now. Like, so many podcasts that are kind of advertise themselves as independent are backed by, like, studios and, mm. like, big things like that nowadays. And I do think it's, like, really nice that we started in the way that we do. And I also think, like, you are coming at that from an angle of someone who is very into audio things. And, like, right <laughs> now, people listening are going to see... You mean, oh, my God. You mean the fact that my dad and my ex were both um, audio engineers? Yes. I do like people <laughs> listening right now because they can hear us now and us three years are going to be like oh that quality is awful but like I think people listening for the first time first time a lot of them I mean it depends mm. because if people listen to a lot of podcasts I don't know you guys can tell us but yeah. clearly people stick around so but also like it varies because this is like if I liked the host enough I would put up with this yeah for like a little bit but there were a couple of episodes where like and we still don't know what happened where the audio just went deep fried oh yeah there are two where I'm like I'm not surprised if people skip them they are absolutely horrific we're saying this people will know but like just want to apologise once again. We don't know. We do not know. So sometimes that shit just happens. And the problem with this podcast is it's really hard to re-record yeah. something we've already done because it's based on in the moment. So when exactly. things like that happen, like my absolute nightmare is still just not saving an episode yeah. or something. But there was that one that we had to record three, three times. times. Yeah. And in the end, we just got so blind drunk because we were like, we can't do it again. Yeah. 
Okay, let's carry on and see what we're saying. About Harry Potter. Yeah, so to summarise, we're drinking drinking strawberry lemonade vodka and talking about the first two chapters. I also just didn't cut out you messing up a line there where I always cut that stuff out now. Don't even try to justify saying sorcerers. Oh, I'm not. This is why people kept listening. This is why. What, because you're insufferable? Um, no, literally three minutes in, I was like, fuck Americans. <laughs> hashtag Brexit. <laughs> hashtag Brexit. <laughs> Who were some of the first people to read Harry Potter? We read it before it came to America and before it got renamed. Or we have a lot if you're of... dyslexic like me, listen to Stephen Fry read it. The beautiful voice And also, Fry, we get a lot of message, messages we're, about the fact that I'm one American by two dyslexic. Um, Bye. We have a lot of issues with it being called Sorcerer's Stone rather than philosopher. Oh, God. They changed it because they didn't think the word philosopher would translate to an Oh, American there's another audience. train going past. But what <laughs> frustrates me is it isn't a made up word. Philosopher's Stone is something in history i'm so obnoxious i'm gonna go throw myself out the window (laughs) and nicholas flamel is a real person but people enjoy this oh my god how did you not know this is this actually a surprise genuinely are you putting this on (laughs) no genuinely Uh, i feel like a fake fan this was actually a surprise like this isn't put on is a real i hate myself invented but the alchemists at the time and when i say at the time we're talking like I will have to fact check this, but 1400s mm. wanted to find Did I ever fact a, check that? A, no. a stone Do that we ever? any metal into gold. The okay. live forever bit is a bit of That a noise I kept in. Exaggeration. I cut all those they, out they now. They did think they could find a stone that could turn any metal into gold and they called it the Philosopher's Stone. And a famous alchemist at the time was great. I mean, I stick by all my points here. The history I mean, of duh. Tour in, uh, I say duh, the amount of times we say year. bullshit. He's that- his headstone. <laughs> My mind is genuinely. What was that? Dead, but also, what, 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 like, what? <laughs> it's you know, it's well known that J.K. Rowling borrows from all oh, kinds of yeah. mythology and history and stuff. So I don't know why my mind is blown, but I just like. But that's most. It's wow. not even a borrow. She was literally lifting from real life history at that point. But this is what annoys me about the changing from um, philosopher to sorcerer is the fact that the philosopher's stone is a real piece of history, yeah. and the sorcerer's stone is just a made up piece of nonsense and I feel so bad because I know all Americans were raised on the Sorcerer's Stone and it's something I feel bad wrong. about but you are wrong <laughs> um, it is the Philosopher's Stone and it's something I feel really strongly I about I genuinely did not know that I'm so glad I brought a fact to you that you didn't Again. know before we start analysing the chapter <gasps> oh the god that edit where I blended two clips together yes okay. so Charlie's gonna go first why okay, did I so blend those I don't have clips. a lot of memory of this, so I did have to text my mum. Classic. Uh, to ask how as a family we got into Harry Potter, because Harry Potter has been like a large, large, large part of my family. Mm. Whenever a new book came out, it was my sister would get it first, and then either me... In the early days, my mum would get it first, because... I was a dumb bitch that couldn't read. Uh, hey, I'm putting an explicit note on this podcast. I didn't realise that it swear. came in that early. <laughs> that first episode, dumb bitch that can't read. Nice Basically, one. I was dyslexic, so I couldn't read. So I my have mum would then get the book. But then in, in the later books, it would be my sister would get it. Then the next day when she finished it, I would get mm-hmm. it. And then the next day when I finished it, my mum would get it. Mm-hmm. And then my dad... Uh, just wouldn't read them, but he would always come to the films with us. Which, when we were young, and he was there is so much like, trade ASMR. Oh, uh, yeah, my dad come with us to people the probably. Oh yeah, we don't realize what I it is. Trains. You wondered, it's trains. Four of us. I don't remember many cinema and family like 
event days where we went yeah. as the four of us because my dad worked away a lot as well. So yeah. that was, it was such a big family deal for us. Yeah. It was a cultural like phenomenon. Yeah. Stop so saying when yeah. When do you <gasps> actually think Pet peeve when people do this in podcasting. In like in do it once maybe, but you don't you have to keep reacting like to what I someone was. is saying. At the end, yeah. So I can't remember. I have a weird memory that I think might be a fake memory of being... Okay, I think the bit that I, like, was the only reason why I was going to put up with doing this, like, look back at the first episode <laughs> just came up. And I think it's going to come up again because repetitively in this episode, I say the book came out in 1994. I remember thinking didn't. as you were saying this, that doesn't sound it's right, not... but I trust her. And I knew, like... Even I think when I was editing it, I was wrong. And I think actually I have re-edited the episode description for episode one saying Hannah's saying, or not only does it say the audio quality is bad, it improves in season three, but it says Hannah repetitively says 1994. She means 1997. But to repeat myself here, I'm so annoyed at myself. Then episode wrong, I got the release date of the book wrong mm. i'm like jesus christ especially because one of the reasons that we started this podcast was because we were really fed up of harry potter podcasts where like the people would just not seem to know anything i know and then like, i make such a there were basic so many error. where they'd be like oh we're such big harry potter fans and then they would be talking about some really basic thing like i don't know what's this spell and they'd be like oh we don't know and it's like well you're not a big fan and, and i'm saying that as someone with a really bad memory yeah. i mean they wouldn't remember like the basic plot lines or of they'd harry potter. be like, like oh i don't remember peeves and it's like because they'd only watch the film or yeah something. exactly yeah. we were fed up a podcast like that so that was one of the reasons so then for hannah to be like get the year wrong. i'm really shocked we don't get more tweets about this like we haven't got any that i got the year the release year wrong in our first episode i think we got one i remember seeing something or it might yeah. have been a dm or something i think we did get one it's, i it, i know i'm gonna say it again in this episode and i would just like to put it on the record that i knew almost immediately i'm wrong and i hate myself i hate myself only you would hate yourself for that. I do. Being in primary school and seeing a film poster for the first Harry Potter film. I can in my hear you breathing. <laughs> People can still hear me breathing in episodes yeah, nowadays. So film poster in my primary school. What's changed? They thought it was it was to get kids into reading. No, but like, at the time, they did really want people to get into Harry but Potter. But like, not like in a classroom on like the outside of the. <laughs> oh no, that's a fake memory. You're that thinking, is a fake you're memory. thinking of a poster you saw in town and like transplanting it onto your school. Uh, yeah, I am. But but what I do know from texting my mum is that a childhood friend that we had called Michael. He was really into the books. Got my sister Shout into the out books. Shout to Michael. Got me into the audio books. But as for my first memory of Harry Potter, I genuinely don't have one. Mm, for me, it's, so it's early. always been there. Yeah. It always has. But for me, yeah. it's always... Because according to, to Hannah, the year that I was born. Books, and I think it must have been... <laughs> kill myself. <laughs> at least the fourth book until I ever remotely attempted. I think it was maybe the fifth book. I'm making I a throat noise. I can hear myself going, this book to start with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, That's impressive. But yeah, but it's because I was dyslexic. So I was a huge fan of all books, but particularly Harry Potter. And I always used to have to listen to them on audiobook. Mm. Um, so the early mm. Harry Potter books, whenever they were released, it was a big torture for me because I would have to wait the queues in the library to get the audiobooks. Yeah. And it would be like four weeks after my sister finished the book for me to get the audio book to then listen to it. Um, and then when I was diagnosed at 10 as being dyslexic, I challenged myself. I was right, like, right, okay, I want to read the Harry Potter books. By the time that the final one comes out, I want to be able to read the final seventh book by myself. That's and I can't amazing. remember how many books we were in at the time. 
So I started reading from the first book and the first book I think took me six months to finish oh reading gosh. by myself, which is a very small book. Yes. Uh, and it very... took me six months of like solid. But if that's the first it. book you've ever read, that's also an amazing experience. That, yeah, that to was... have Harry Potter being the first full on book that you yourself yeah. were motivated uh, to yeah, go the and The final read. book when it came out years later what was that? I read in a night. <laughs> No. Yeah. your progression. Yeah, and I credit. I was editing on Garage Band. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. You really were a fan and of that fame. I think within a year of being diagnosed, I caught up in terms of reading age with the entire rest of my class. Mm. And by the time I went to high school, mm. I do so that a lot. Mm. Within two years of being diagnosed, I had overtaken the rest of my class in terms of reading age, and I credit it to Harry Potter. Emotional story time. <laughs> Thank you. That was very early for an emotional story. I just gave Charlie a sarcastic clap because I'm not very good at showing genuine emotion. But that is actually <laughs> a really true. lovely story. You've not changed. Now, question right back at you. What's your youngest memory of Harry Potter? So I think my mum found out about the books through a review in a newspaper. I might have to fact check this with her, but I'm pretty sure she never fact checked it with her. Like, <laughs> the Harry Potter books to an early review in a newspaper that said, you know, this is going to be. It was one of those reviews that at the time only Philosopher's Stone was out, and it said something like, this is going to be the next Alice in Wonderland, and it's appropriate for adults as well. Adults have got to read it as well. And my mum went out and bought the book, and not only did she buy the book, she bought one of the original hard copies of Philosopher's Stone <gasps> which again for anyone, money. <laughs> for anyone that doesn't live I in still Britain, have it it's impressive to own a hardback edition of Philosopher's Stone with the original wizard on the back not Dumbledore <gasps> I don't think I've ever even seen that I it's not a first edition it's a okay. 16th printing well, duh. <laughs> but it is an early edition hardback so that shows how yeah early my mum got into it and what I remember I know we are a hipster family and what I remember is my mum and dad both both liked it which was pretty like wow my mum and dad both reading this children and in all honesty all of my earliest memories Uh, uh, I remember asking my mum if I could read the Harry Potter books yeah because my parents were both reading them and I was fascinated by the fact they were both reading this book that they told me was a children's book so the first book was published in 1994 before no it wasn't oh my god in early 1995 yeah because you're Gen Z I'm millennial (laughs) fuck Um, you I was born in early 1995 so by the time I was finally old enough to read them I think, uh, I think um, Prisoner of Azkaban was probably published. But mm. I've been begging my mum to read them f- since as long as I can remember. And finally, when the audiobooks were done by Stephen Fry, which the must trains. have been when they gained some I feel like I'm back in that flat. Fry to be able to narrate them. I know, I it's really to weird. Look up when the audiobooks came out, my mum was like, great, okay, because your reading age probably isn't up to this point yet, four-year-old child, so here are the audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And my family used to go on um, holidays every summer where we'd drive. Um, we wouldn't get the plane, we'd always drive to somewhere like France. So get we're to the plane. So we're eight and 14-hour drive. So the only thing to keep me quiet was the Harry Potter, Stephen Fry audiobook. So we both got into it by listening to the audiobooks. Yeah. As a child, I was addicted to story audiobooks because of the amount we drove. And then I remember finally being old enough to read them, probably around age five, my mum let me read them. I was quite advanced for my you reading age. You had a solid age. five, six five. years. And I finished Philosopher's Stone. Oh, God. You just don't like it when I talk. But I never... You're like, I'm just going to fade out every time Charlie talks. Before I went to see the film. 
I think our friendship's over. I this know. is really oh. awkward because we're like mid podcast, <laughs> but like I know. that's not okay. Uh, to be the fair, amount of times I've said that since, I know. and you're still here. And I will explain it okay. more. I'll explain I it say, more. I say as I'm in your house. <laughs> essentially, anticipation. Anticipation. Something happened. I stopped Even reading. Cry. And what was interesting was when I was oh, reading this. Jesus. Did you what were you Stephen doing? Can we all give me a round of applause for my editing <laughs> skill improvement, <laughs> please? Books, I definitely don't hear I wish we still had the original the file to... Do you know what? I do no, on a hard drive yeah, somewhere. I think I do. I think the night when I read it this week, I was on about two hours sleep. So I... I'm uh, honestly. Oh, nothing changes you complaining about having two Uh, hours sleep to make your notes. (laughs) Which I'm not complaining. So that is a lot of introductory backstory to me and Charlie. You'll notice that we haven't told you which Hogwarts house we're in because we're saving that for the sorting chapter. But if we have enough listeners that would like to tell us what house they think we're yeah! going to go in. Um, we still get tweets. No one's ever right. Um, you, it will all be revealed in the sorting hack Literally, I'd say like one in 20 people have got it right in the last three years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if anyone would like to guess. If we're famous by now. If I get people getting you wrong. I don't get people getting me wrong. No, I get a lot of Ravenclaw and quite a lot of Hufflepuff. But I get people thinking you're Ravenclaw. But I just we start off. Maybe I perceive myself wrong, but I just feel like I'm really obviously slithering. And I actually have a point I would like to make about this. Straight away, let's go. Great. So we learn a few things about Mr. Dursley in the like first chapter, first second chapter. So we learn that he has an office job that he gets really irritated by all the people on the streets Mm -hmm. and people bumping into him. (laughs) You know, we know that he treats himself for a nice barn at lunchtime. We know that he spends basically the entire day thinking about a cat. And I just want to ask. When did I become Vernon Dursley? <laughs> <laughs> so for more context on me and Charlie, the way you we blew both out that mix. jobs in um, marketing. I'm not going to yeah. say too much more. But this than that. was we in used London. to go to Greg's yeah, in together. London, marketing jobs. We, we used to go to Greg's together and like and get treats and stuff. I've just realised we should both take one ear cup off because I can't hear you. And this is a lot easier. Office every day, dreaming about cuddling cats. Yeah, yeah, we did and used to go get Greg's together. Do you remember sometimes we would try to go and get a very a meal out, a pizza in a restaurant within the hour lunch break? That was always really stressful. It was. We'd be like, could you bring that? Could you bring the bill now, please? Yeah, we'd go get a Franco But now I'm like, if that happened, I'd be stressed. I'd be like, if I'm ten minutes late, I'm ten minutes late. Exactly. But we used to be like, yeah, that was impressive that we did it in an hour. I made about the book being introduced through Mr. Dursley is that it's interesting that the first introduction you have to Harry Potter is through a muggle's perspective. So basically I feel like what J.K. Rowling was trying to do was that you're being introduced to the world through a like a lens that you already know. We did start yeah, as we meant to continue. You're making like worlds. a really like intelligent literary point and I'm like kitty and food. I'm Mr. Dursley. I think that's maybe why people stuck with us. We have a brand. We stuck to it. And we stuck to it. Yeah, and now it's terrifying whenever like, I do well, make an intelligent point. Life. I can imagine one yeah. day walking into work and being like, why is everyone dressed funny? So she doesn't, I think a lot of fantasy books like throw you into, here's all the magic and amazing. Whereas Harry Potter is actually rereading it. It's an incredibly slow build. It's mundane. Magic. It's very yeah. mundane at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that you just had this really like intelligent, like beautiful. Oh no. <laughs> And I was essentially like, huh, I like buns and cats. And yeah, no! it's kind of the same. Yeah. When will this will this be a continuing theme of the podcast? Yeah, like it's it okay. a continuing theme 
I have a lot of We literally just said that and then previous us just said that. Tuesday, our story Absolute gold. That's so funny. It's almost like we're the same people. This is where I'm going to break into English language. I'm sorry. Oh, Hannah, get out. Is the only chapter I can think of in all seven books... Brooks. Oh no! This is literally just episode inception. <laughs> the books are written from a. I'm going to check this again. Third person limited view. No. So essentially, it's not I and me. It's Harry did this. Harry did that. But the narrator isn't. Actually, I still think I was about to roll my eyes, but I still think this is a fascinating point, so I actually don't care. And I've never heard another Harry Potter podcast Um, bring this up, so I don't care. You shouldn't care. But I can 100% see why most of the tweets say I'm a Ravenclaw. That's very interesting Mm. because it's different to other books, the times where she chooses to break Mm. it. But saying dull grey Tuesday morning, our story starts. She's the narrator is acknowledging that it's a story. Yeah. And there's no other point in the books where this is acknowledged as a story. And what that's implying is that by this point, Harry's story is already completed, as in the seventh book is already finished. And the narrator, Mm. whoever this narrator is, is looking back on the entire thing. And what I find interesting is... I we all know that the first book is more whimsical than the rest of it, isn't it? Yeah. And the rest of them, isn't it? She she was going for a very whimsical thing, and then she got come. more and more kind of dark. Yeah, um, but also how similar we are. Definitely more whimsical, and I we think are this the same people. Ties into that, she was kind of writing it as a much Despite the more. Do you mean how far we've come in terms of us line, as people, or literally that we're on the fifth book? Literally that we're on the fifth book. Fantasy story. Yeah, we're both people that struggle to commit. Imagine, hold on, something that's happening in real life. This. Can you just imagine, like, someone or us two telling this little Hannah and Charlie, like, walking in and being like, yeah, 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 three years later, you're still writing this podcast, you're on book five, and a week ago, you just got back from Albania to record an episode. And also, you're in a global pandemic. Don't know. No, I was died. saying that something nice about the podcast. <laughs> don't know. Don't bring COVID up. Backtrack, backtrack. <laughs> yeah. Um... It's pretty wild. We are both quite bad at sticking to things. We're very bad at sticking um, to things. We have that personality trait in common. Yeah, and we just have kept each other accountable. We really have. Like, mm. I 100% would not spend hours, my evenings after work and my weekends editing, and you wouldn't spend your Sunday evenings uploading and writing the episode tags and everything like that if it weren't for holding each other accountable. Yeah. And also, like, I feel like it was that at first, but now it's the fact that we do have so many people that for some reason listen. That yeah, like, it's, l- we have those people to keep us accountable. Because, Literally- like, could you imagine if we actually did, like, if we did want to stop right now, like... And not, not. I don't mean this in a big-headed way, just in a realistic way. We would literally be disappointing thousands of people. No, literally, like, the other week we had to delay an episode by a week just because we both... We went abroad, we did the charity podcast, and we both got ill. And like, oh, so I tweeted out and put an Instagram story like, episode's going to be delayed a week, sorry. And we had a lot of messages like, but from, from from all sorts of lovely people being like, oh, I'm so sad, I was so looking forward to it, but totally understand. And also being like, oh, I really hope you two are okay. I hope you're resting up. Like loads of messages. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like no one was angry that we were delaying it a week. Please yeah. don't think I'm saying that. I was just like... 
oh my god people were sitting there waiting for the episode to be uploaded until yeah. i tweeted being like really sorry we need a week yeah. like we're both not very well and even the last episode like had to go up a lot later than it usually did in the day because i had no wi-fi ladies and gentlemen don't go with talk talk <laughs> um so it had to go up like quite a lot later than it normally does because i literally couldn't download it um and like the you know people be like oh i normally listen to it like you know in the mornings when i'm doing like xyz and i'm like i'm so so sorry (laughs) blame talk talk (laughs) it's madness whereas when we recorded this episode and the next i mean technically basically the next five we had no listeners zero because we Mm. were trying to record in advance imagine trying to record in advance (laughs) we used to be like, at one point we were 10 weeks ahead yeah <laughs> uh, right now we are so on the like on the on. brink of being behind it's yeah. terrifying and i think it's gonna get better now we just went through a particularly busy like month and a half summer has always been hard with this podcast like yeah. winter but, is always easier but particularly like the past month and a half especially because like you went on holiday we yeah. went on holiday yeah so it should be better now no it should be but we're normally no more than like one or two ahead at a time yeah well because we kind of experimented like at the beginning we got that far ahead because we thought it would be good for us but then we, we realized, realized it wasn't because yeah topical things we were talking about were outdated when we Mm -hmm. got a tweet in it was no longer relevant like there's a there's a fine line of what the right amount to be ahead is but yeah i just know that we were both sitting there during this recording session thinking this is fun this could be something we'll do but like we're both serial quitters yeah and yeah imagine being like you two will go to albania on a holiday together yeah and record an episode and hopefully next year America. America. Do you want a top up of Prosecco? Oh, yes, please. You actually have to pass your glass. Cl- I don't have Slenderman arms. Um, I was actually trying to move it with my eyes. Right, like Matilda. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Oh, do you want a bit more than that? No, it's okay. Okay, let's listen to the shitbag Hannah It'll and Charlie. Now. Yeah. It essentially turns into one giant metaphor. Exactly. And I went and looked at the end of the seventh book and the end of the first book to check whether it broke the fourth wall again oh, to finish the story. Of course. And it does. So this <laughs> is the point in all seven books where it breaks the fourth wall. And I found that fascinating. That is very interesting. So now let's uh, move on to more... Um, I have another question for you. Great! On a slightly... This is something I personally... Like I hate I you. I know what your thoughts are. I still do. I, yeah, with true. all my heart believe that Vernon and Petunia Dursley is the greatest romance in the entire Harry Potter <laughs> I take it back. I, I rescind right this statement. Oh, you just want me to discuss this as a point? Discuss. Is it because they support each other no matter what? Essentially, yeah. Because yeah. when you think about how... Take it back. And I want to say, I think that there is a Pottermore chapter on I see where Vernon. I was coming from, there but is. I take it back. I've not read it. Do you take it okay, back based I on the fact that you think Verna Dudley is abusive and towards Petunia and that's I why they seem like a strong relationship? Yeah. I mean, this is the Vernon thing about running a podcast anti, anti, in chronological order. Our ideas are allowed to change. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Point in their relationship, Petunia ha- has Might even changed between the time we record and when we Did you enjoy my latest inserts in the episode about the name that I could Okay, Petunia. Petunia has had to like sit down this very like straight laced traditional anti anything different man and explain and somehow convince him 
that her sister is him. a witch and that magic is real and, and she I do stand by him without this him part of it but out. I just think yeah. that now and that he's not you know, been like you I say freak, now you, you know weirdo, when you're the mental, books were blah 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 like, the, the modern day in terms of the story I definitely yeah. see the point you were you making with like 100% that. and definitely if we're looking at the first book from just like, what it is as a book then you're right accepted yeah. this about her and that this is real and stood by her and not seen her as weird or other or yeah. foreign or a freak must mean that behind how evil and horrible they are there is an amazing romance there. I've never thought about it about. I've, I've never thought about it like that. And that is oh, why didn't that I cut really that mistake out? I, we all vilify myself. kind of the Dursleys because I can't imagine anyone I know whose nephew comes to them as an orphan and who doesn't at least care for them in a basic way. But yeah, there is love there, and they love each other. <laughs> Some of you pouring us another you're drink. Right. Like, and when also, you see but I like that you said that as if you know loads of people that um, their nephews have come to them as orphans. The <laughs> like, I don't know anyone's a nephew well, came to them as a witch, child orphan that wasn't kind to them. Yeah, and my family. Yeah, I do. True, but were they literally babies? No, exactly. They were children. Exactly. He's still got a son. You know, we know what men can be like. Men ain't shit. Rustling the notebook. I say rustling the notebook in the background. I still do that now, so I can fuck off. Quite impressive. Yeah. See. Okay. Love story for the ages. So we've basically gone through. No. Vernon Dursley notices a cat goes to work, notices some weird things going on, and me. comes back Great home. Thanks, it's just me. What I'm wondering <laughs> is, I have a question for you. Yeah, that was really needed. on the street who are all celebrating. They're on the street all day. They're talking about Harry Potter. We love. They've known since midnight the news is broken that Voldemort is gone. I mean, at least this episode was only 45 minutes long drunk. rather than um, one hour the heart of one and a half hours. We did drunk. Like yes. our right. intros okay, and two chapters. So right? then yeah. we move Wild. on to the introduction to McGonagall. It's because you wouldn't let me talk about anything else. <laughs> noted that it's a great introduction to McGonagall. Probably because the chapters so are only about three pages in the first book. And that. Strict. We don't really get much of her funny side of her personality in the first book. But in this opening chapter, she sat on a wall all day as a cat. McGonagall's stat is still here. <laughs> like, nothing changes. I thought, oh, maybe Those Dumbledore sent muscles. her. Rereading this. No, no, no. Dumbledore didn't expect mm-hmm. her to be there. I sat in a chair so for a and for, like, herself, a few hours last week. And my ass was so numb. Could you imagine being on a wall all day? Might have been going and chose by herself to go sit on this wall all day and watch where Harry was going to end up. And doesn't that show so early on, like, yeah. the loving, yeah. amazing... McGonagall is a babe. I think like, this entire podcast could yeah, be named McGonagall's stan account. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, out of all of the characters that we rave about, she's got day. to be the number the one. hundred percent. Which I am <laughs> absolutely <laughs> happy with saying. Yeah, Have we ever criticised her? I don't think so. There's nothing to criticise. She is perfect. She did. And this is like something that I made note on because when the first time you read this book or the first few times after when you're Mm. reading it without having completed the series or even just without an adult reading Mm. like we're kind of doing now actually taking an adult considerate reading yeah you read her finding out that Lily and James are dead and you kind of have no context on that you just think oh there's some you know adult dead yeah Yeah. like they're adults that she knows some adult couple that she knows and she's found out they're dead and you know they've Mm. fought in a war with her and that's that's all you know Mm. yeah she's really sad about it and 
But I did make but that's good all notes. You know, mm. Reading this back, you actually know that what she's hearing about is a couple of 21-year-old people, not adults, she like 21-year-olds. for seven years. Yeah. Like, they they all right, Hannah, pupils. that was very yeah, passionate. Yeah, she knew them. They were in her house since they were 11 years old. They were the she... head boy and girl. Yeah. Yeah. That just sounds like God, she was keeping them so hostage. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were in her basement. house. They've grown up <laughs> under her care, being in her house. She's watched their romance blossom. She's seen them grow up, grown together, join the order, have a child, and then they're 21, which... Me it's and Hannah, bigger than us yeah, too. we're twenty three, and now it's a lot. Like, oh, we're twenty three. She found out that a couple of twenty three. It's, it's not no. adult. No, we're not adult. They're not adult. <laughs> they have a one year old child. They have a one year, and she's found out that these people. That I she think this is the year of my life where just nothing happened. Dead. That's we started the podcast like right at the end. Mm. I just can't. It, it completely makes sense. Why yeah, I moved to London. Yeah, I'm when shocked I was at if she's the only you person did. that is there sitting on that wall. I guess not I just everyone worked would know the, this year. I guess she was. One, yeah, that's what you got to do when you start a job. Order, she's one of the only ones that <laughs> to find this out. But no, as in like you didn't have any money. You're in an internship. Well, what are you gonna okay, fucking do? Let's move on. So, uh, so then the Dursleys go to sleep, and the narration again. I'm switching back to narration point of view. The narration switches to Dumbledore mid chapter. So, Dumbledore appears on the street with. The put outer. Don't get me started. Now, what I found out recently from other Harry Potter Don't podcasts get me is it's only Don't called Illuminated. I'm saying other Harry Potter podcasts rather than okay, Potterless. So I. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Okay, this is something that I think, but I also have a point against it. I okay. don't think that it's actually called the put outer here as in that is the name of the thing right the only thing that goes against this is i think that it is capitalized in the book which would suggest that it is the name i we might have to fact i'm fact checking that now as charlie continues yeah um so i believe that it's capitalized (laughs) it is weird here that we're talking about something that like don't know what something's called based on we only notice because like poplars brought it up and now we've like what it does done an episode with mike like that's kind of weird yeah exactly so of course it's the thing that puts out yeah lights. the thing that put out like it just puts stuff out i'm gonna call it the put outer because it's yeah. from a muggle narration no i understand that so for me it wasn't <laughs> called the put outer <laughs> like this is what this thing is Thanks called <laughs> it was called the put outer hey, because that's just what it did and it was like a very like reductionist <laughs> point of view the only thing that goes reductionalist. against reductionist i just talked out my ass you're like if i say long words i will sound smart I still As do it now. Place, we discuss this. There's a lot of objects and items that become more important <laughs> as the books go on. And the question is, I really wish that you just said there's a lot of objects and items. How important did she know some of these things were? We'll I feel like I'm over enunciating more than I, I do now, but maybe I do over enunciate this one. much. Oh, I'm gonna bring the put outer yeah. back. I think she pulled that out for us. No, yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. You're. Um, yeah, I and I just so she changed the name to sound more. I think I was nervous. And I think. You know, it's it's involvement in the seventh book. Ironically, I think I, think so I say like less like then than I do now. You do, yeah. Insignificant detail or object. Which and makes all fans go, which it did me at the time. I was like, oh my God, yeah. she's going back to this thing. 
And I think that's what she tried to do with the put out of That was us in the last episode when I was like, oh, it's the rat and the purpose it served to Ron in the seventh No, that's the episode coming up. Sorry, everyone. I mean, we will talk about this in book seven, but it is a convenience plot point and a half. Yeah, but at the same time, we had a lot of faith in us with that statement. Good for us. Ron suddenly magically had this thing that took him back. I would have been like, that's weird. You're like, I was going to quit next week. How do I tell her? Okay. So then Dumbledore sits on the wall and offers Professor McGonagall a sherbet lemon. And this is one of the points where you realise that book one is so much more fucking whimsical than the rest (laughs) of the books. Like, there's all these things in book one. We'll get to the point of the speech in the Great Hall where he just says some, Dumbledore just says some random words. She was trying to make it all, ooh, wizards are random. They just (laughs) say silly (laughs) things. And that XD, 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 lol. Exactly. And that (laughs) left about halfway through book two. But we are making later me laughs. Clearly, this is why people kept listening. So fucking whimsical. So then, um,. Professor McGonagall. Oh my god, cut out the arm. Dumbledore is telling McGonagall that the Potters are dead. A point I had is why are they calling each other Professor? There's a point where Maybe it's a kinky thing. Oh dear God. (laughs) No, he's gay. What are you what? Bi people exist. She didn't say he was bi, but fine. She also didn't say he was gay until after publication. That's true. Okay. We'll talk about that in later episodes as well. (laughs) Yeah. But there's a point where she's upset. There were points made. The the time they're calling each other professor, which at this point, I think they've known each other around 40 years. I'm a bit worried about why they're calling each other professor. It can only be a kinky thing. Okay, great. Let's move on. Okay, moving on. Um, (laughs) You still do that now. (laughs) I mean, last episode you were literally like, gay beefcake centaurs. And I was like, we are moving on. On. Bear in mind, that is the most recent named episode when my latest company have just published my podcast on their LinkedIn. Because they're like, look what our new employee does. And the latest episode is Gay Beefcake Centaurs. I will not apologise. What else? You listened to that episode. No, no, the best was the only was. Oh my gosh. Of course she didn't know. No, she didn't. She got endlessly rejected by publishers. But do you think she wrote that thinking... I've heard so she should where have. she said, I knew <laughs> no. when I wrote that line... You wouldn't want this not to be made, published. If it got published, it if would If Harry Potter big. wasn't published, we wouldn't be as close of but friends right now, so yeah. She, she's she's just a cocky shit then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, there's dear. any number of these, like, YA kids, young adult books, Oh, yeah, like, 100%. I just find that line... cocky little shit. I just find that Come line really interesting. Okay. She um, wasn't an out and out transfer. Whereas I was all suspicion. Oh no! I just said I'm quite a big fan of No, you can't cancel the podcast. We can't. They can't see. Podcast listeners can't see if we have a physical fight. Okay. If anyone listens to this, we'll set up a Patreon where you can sponsor us to physically fight. Great. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Here's I'm sorry for saying I was a fan of J.K. Rowling. It was 2018. We could actually edit in amendment if you want to. Lily and James were killed at around midnight on the 31st of October. It's been 24 hours. Oh, Where the fuck has Harry been? Swaddled in Hagrid's arms. For 24 hours? Where has Hagrid been? This is such a good point. He's on a flying... It's been 24... This is something we still I only get realized about because this. I was analytically reading this chapter for this analytically, podcast. Analytically, well done, Hannah. Where yeah. have I... they 
been. I need to see an entire film of this 24 hours. It could be a film. Like a condensed 24 hours, like Hagrid tries to <laughs> raise this fucking but baby. But why was there a 24 hour gap? And what were they? I just don't understand if J.K. Rowling factored in this 24 hour gap. Okay, so it's 24 hours, but there's got to be a few hours between when they died and when Harry was... Picked up by Hagrid, of course. But there can't be more than 12 because he would die. Like, he's a baby. (laughs) Yeah. And then a few hours... I mean, what I picked up when I read this was that they flew over Bristol. I was like, where the fuck were they coming from? Ah, I had to look this up because I had an argument with my boyfriend about it. Like, fucking Bristol. So... Godric's Hollow. That's is weird that I called him my boyfriend rather than Neil. Cornwall, and they're flying to Surrey. Before so he was the main star of the fucking podcast. Yeah, but isn't Bristol above Surrey? Oh, look at us discussing was geography. But anyway, flying on a magical motorbike. Oh, maybe it's a slow matter, motorbike. It I'm worried about this twenty-four. <laughs> basically, <laughs> I'm worried about this twenty-four hour gap. And I, I wanted to know any opinions that you had on what was happening in this 24-hour gap. I honestly think that Hagrid Where have you gone? Somewhere I just left. Pouring into well, drinks, I can hear you doing it. That's our third drink. Go up. You've literally walked away from the microphone. I like that'll do. Some care of there you go, you're back. Facebook. He essentially... <laughs> I mean, it's a miracle he didn't... Charlie learns how like microphones work. <laughs> And he like arrives phone, we on had oh, oh, yeah. Sirius Black. Sirius Black. And I realised this, not on this time reading it, but probably only on my 20th What are you doing in the background? A couple of years ago, that Sirius Black is mentioned in chapter one. Yes, he is. And that's great. And yep. I just want to point out that people say she didn't foreplan stuff, but there's definitely some other plan. foreplanning there. She, like anyone what? says she didn't plan it, it's just... Wrong. Floor yeah, plan. Right like there. I do think like some stuff she puts too out of convenience, but I think <laughs> oh, the yeah. overarching plot, like there's no denying, like she sat down and she timelined the fuck out of this. Yeah, and I'm impressed that Sirius has Sirius Black's motorbike is mentioned in that chapter. Do you have any more notes before I make another point about Hagrid? No, go on. Okay, I could have cut that out, Hannah. Thank you. Twice as tall and five times I as wide. I spent so long picturing this. Thank you. Okay, I'm starting to get why people enjoy this. This is funny. I'm actually really okay, impressed. I can, picture, I can only picture him. I thought it was going to be worse. I'm annoyed yeah, the fuck out of myself. How big was he depicted in the films? Probably ten foot. Yeah, but like, so have I. Kind of like one person. As in me, not you. So like ten Not you, not me. What I want to say is her descriptions early on. Not me. Not mine. You. Bearing in mind that we are two British people. Okay. Are we? Are we? Fucking. We haven't put that in all our metadata SEO. Look up at them and then look down immediately at the pavement. Like, oh no, I can't. I can't look at them. Exactly. Yeah. So, I I just want like it's the same with the description of the Dursleys. Arvidsonian's neck is ridiculously long. Yeah, Mr. Dursley like, has a ridiculously large moustache. Yeah, like Petunia needs surgery. Yeah, like that's not. Okay. She's describing them in a cartoonish way. She is, and, and, and that again, that, it's whimsical child book. It's very caricature. Child yeah, book. What are we doing? It's whimsical child book. Got how to speak like normal people. Well, you've poured us three drinks by this point because I can hear us in the audio pouring the drink. I think it's that baby dolphin <laughs> i won't lie i've never been around many baby dolphins so i don't have a lot of room for comparison but <laughs> i, I feel like name. that's not proportionate 
like as in like baby cows are calves the height then he should have double the foot size and i again i'm really not an authority on baby dolphins but i feel like that's not right <laughs> okay um you didn't make a big feet big penis joke do you have any notes before I, that? Wow. no 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 i have the same because can i make one now okay, so he, dumbledore leaves him <laughs> He leaves a tiny one-year-old baby on the doorstep. Yes. And can I just say, like, oh, Dumbledore no. is anti-social goals. <laughs> he, like, did not <laughs> want to have that conversation. So he's like, right, I'm just going to, like, you know... I'm just going to leave this baby on the doorstep. Just leave it. And, and I've written a letter. <laughs> a letter's fine. Yeah, I can I make like, a point? It's the first Oh, God, we've got up the thing we do. It's England. England, for anyone that doesn't know, at 1st of November, around midnight, it's we're talking cold. about three doorstep degrees, day. probably three degrees celsius not fahrenheit yeah. um a baby <gasps> if, let's say he's leaving at midnight Aunt Petunia wakes up at seven yeah. baby would die baby would die baby would percent die them. you cannot leave babies on doorsteps in november yeah and um, i i was just more just bowled away by like what an anti-social icon he is like i can't say i would do any different like awkward conversation no thanks i'll, I'll leave, leave a baby for 12 hours and then also like i have a really important note hannah when leaving your flat, what way does your front door open? <laughs> I know. Oh, it opens inwards, not outwards, but I know your point. Mine opens outwards. <laughs> I'm just, just saying, oh, this I've... is a bit of a gamble. Oh, I've catapulted she... that baby yeah. outwards. Did he check the way <laughs> the hinges were facing? Probably not, because it's Dumbledore, but I'm just saying she might have opened that door in the morning to get her milk just fucking punted <laughs> Harry across her garden. Oh, no, but Harry would have been dead because it's the 1st of November and he's a baby. <laughs> so he would be a frozen <laughs> block of ice she's punching across her front a garden. Really, a really different start to the Harry Potter books just from Petunia's And Harry Potter survived Voldemort but died from being left on a died, doorstep. Yeah, and then from... <laughs> this is without a doubt the funniest it, joke we've ever made on the podcast yes but also the one that we get messaged about the most i think this joint with norfolk yeah and i know that it makes sense because it's in our first episode so it you know gets the most listens but like we get so many messages about this i stand by it it's funny what i also love about it is that like without both of us this joke wouldn't have happened you had the like the ice block the, the whole temperature thing i had the where were the hinges on the door yeah and it just came together, together in the most beautiful and i'm really sorry we haven't this is this has really spurred me on to find a cartoonist to draw this for mm. us because i personally need it on a t-shirt i need it on a notebook i need it yeah. on a mug like and like i'm if i listen to this I, not to be big-headed, but if I listened to this without knowing the podcast, I would be laughing out loud on public transport yeah. at that. Like, that's just fucking funny. Yeah. And yeah, but you're right. Like, this and Norfolk, we get the most messages about. Definitely. And I am really surprised at, like, how much I'm enjoying this. Like, there are parts where I just do want to kill myself mm-hmm. listening to myself. Um, but we did some jokes and we were relatively funny we did some serious points we did some jokes like i'm really surprised i thought that this was gonna be horrendous and i'm actually surprised that i do quite see the merit in this and also just a note about like the audio quality thing whenever i'm listening for more than two minutes i do stop noticing it so like i can see how people just forget about it like people will be noticing now because they're switching back and Mm. forth but like i'm kind of like what? I'm, I've stopped noticing it. Like, you just get used to it. Yeah. Not that it 
doesn't mean that we shouldn't have improved because we should have. But mm. yeah, like this is funny. And we have like, we have actually really good chemistry. Like obviously <laughs> we didn't like meet for the first time doing this podcast. We had been friends for like six months before this. But, like, and we had known friends. each other longer than that. But like, I'm surprised at how much we're bouncing off each other yeah. considering this is the first time we had ever done anything like this together. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I agree. <laughs> I also love that we're just talking about like frozen dead babies in the first episode. Like we really set the tone that yeah. we then continued. Yeah. Frozen dead babies. And I I mean one I think that that is quite a British thing of having this really dark sense of humor. Yeah. But I don't you know, there's a lot of obviously really funny other um, Harry Potter podcasts. Like the first one that comes to mind when we're talking about just having this like quite like dark and rude sense of humour obviously is like fanatical fix. Yeah. So like they, there are out there, there are the... the go on. There are those podcasts out there. But when I really think about like kind of opening episodes, especially because it's often is before people really warm into it, a lot of people do go with the more analytical route. Yeah. Whereas we fully just went straight in there with the <laughs> dead, dead babies. <laughs> so I do understand where people would have seen the appeal, even if I do hate myself and don't see how anyone could listen to me. I'm just so glad that joke was like so readily there for both of us to do. But that also like the messages we get is like, I never thought about this for no other podcast would point this out. And I had never heard it before. Like yeah. it's November 1st and now Harry Baby Doorstop Day is a day we celebrate on mm -hmm. Instagram. The photos <laughs> we took last oh, year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Harry Baby Doorstop Day. Yeah. R.I.P. Harry. <laughs> Punted no, by yeah. a door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just also oh, that word punted just came up oh, again. Yeah. And that's chapter one. <laughs> that is basically chapter one. I, I think have... Dumbledore cast a heating charm around him, but we're not told. Oh, I have one. There more was point. many blankets, and to be honest, like because I was so deliriously tired when I was reading yeah. this, and there was a lot of references to like how swaddled in blankets he was. I was like, I'm really fucking jealous of this baby right now. <laughs> I have... it just sounded quite comfortable. I have one last point. It's the first of November, and Dumbledore says he'll see McGonagall soon. That's midterm. It's Tuesday, <laughs> midterm. So but, are we to believe that because of either that this whole year at Hogwarts was cancelled due to the threat mm. of Voldemort or they've all been let off for this week because they need to celebrate because Voldemort's been defeated? I bring up a it's good point. I'm not wrong. I would buy like wrong. this essentially like a massive piss up. After. Yeah. But I, I they've feel sent the kids like, home because Voldemort's been defeated. I, yeah, I feel... Yeah, I feel at this point that Hogwarts would not be running. Okay, I, I just feel... wanted to confirm that with you because I'm like, it's a Tuesday in the 1st of November, like term is meant to be a running. Yeah, no, I feel like very much at this point, like it was mid-war, like massive, yeah. massive war. Yeah. Like I feel like Hogwarts was shut, although Hogwarts was never the most logical in that respect. No, okay. We so... have to very quickly do chapter two because as I reread it, I realised that- How quickly? Fuck all happens. I was the on the timestamp that there's only 10 minutes so, left. 10 years have we passed. We must have rushed through it. And we get another kind of slow build-up reveal of what's going on. Um, you have literally one line of notes, so Don't I'll take over it. from Don't here. Don't read it! So we get a slow reveal of what's going one on. One line of notes for an entire chapter. Why imagine? am I such an icon? Living in cupboard under the stairs. So what I didn't realise is this isn't said in the first sentence. The first sen One of the first sentences relating to where Harry is says that Arpa Junior knocked on the door. Her saying the door leads you to believe he's in a bedroom. But it's not until two paragraphs later that it says Harry pulled a spider off his sock, 
there were a lot of spiders because Harry lived under the stairs. And I wanted to say that that's fucking sad. I mean, it is. It's yeah. sad, yeah. It's just this kind of slow reveal of, and Harry's under the stairs, here he is. It is a thing that you never realised as a child that, like, he's, like, being abused. And not, like, a little bit abused. Which but, like, also I do not, say, like, 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 he's in a, an abusive household. Yeah. And I think this is you one do. of the things I picked up on reading the chapter that I didn't make a note on. Mm. But, like... <laughs> yeah, there's a I picked up on it, didn't write it down. Not only how he Classic. lived and how he I still do that. No, you do. Like, like, I picked up on this. How he was treated but I just. How he had a lot of the time, I just. I'm like, I know like, I don't need to write it down because yeah, I am going to remember it. Like, no and I know that sounds ambitious with my memory. But it's because that we talk about stuff. Yeah. Or sometimes I don't write things down because I'm like, I don't need to because Hannah's going to write that down. I'm not even kidding. Genuinely, I do that. There was one kid that turned up. I know what points you're going to make. was like treated like a prince and all new clothes and blah 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 and then his essentially his brother turned up wearing like what mm. Harry what wore. am I talking about yeah. and one you're of talking about the fact that Harry's abused and that the school should have picked up this on it is so sad because there's a point where Harry says when he's at the zoo Duh. this is one of the happiest days he can remember by this point he's already been picked on by Dudley he's already been talked as if he wasn't in the room but it's the happiest day he can remember because he got an ice lolly He's walking two feet behind the people he hates so they're not speaking to him. And he got a half-finished Knickerbocker glory for See, lunch. And this is back then we felt bad for him. Us now would be like, it's because he's such a simpleton. <laughs> it's because Harry's a dick. <laughs> Podcast dunks on Harry. It is also, yep. like, it is really sad, but at the same time, like... He's a bit of a I have rarely bit. laughed so much in that me, episode like, I did recently where you were really dunking on Ron and I was like, maybe <laughs> yeah, it's because he watched his friend die every like, year and that's traumatising. That's my future, Harry. Please stop being ungrateful. Yeah, like, yeah. goals. Yeah. Life goals. Yeah, and again, I had a question. What was, was I saying as goals? squid. What do you mean? I don't know. Living under the stairs. Do you mean like she planned to be there? Yes. I mean, it then revealed in book five that she's a squib. She's been placed in a round I would have been saying about the cats. Look out for Harry. Was that oh yeah, the first episode of season five is literally called "I Am Mrs. Fig." Fig. Oh, okay, you mean from a writing point? That's what I'm not sure. I think she pulled it out of her ass. Okay. I'm not, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure but i would say that that's like a oh this would be good yeah so essentially harry goes to the zoo with the dursleys um it's described a lot how harry's childhood is very miserable there's not much positive going on all the children bully him he wears dudley's hand-me-downs it was sad i read this as an adult like this is horrible but then he's at the Snake we really skim over this. We're just like, he's at the zoo. Mm-hmm. Snake, snake. snake place. Snake home. And he starts talking to a snake and a snake blinks snake at him. Home. And what I wanted to ask you is, do snakes have eyes? I've never paid a human a huge amount of attention. No, what was that? Do. You were like, do Lightning. snakes have eyes? Like the baby I, dolphin thing. I, I mean, I spent more I don't think snakes time do have eyelids. around snakes than I have dolphins. Eyelids. Snakes <laughs> have no eyelids. So when that snake winks at Harry, Harry's fucking imagining it because he's so lonely and he creates a friend in the snake. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, that's done. <laughs> the glass disappears. And this is one of those moments where the film and the book versions completely merge together for yeah. me. Um, I think I listened to the book first, but I was so young when mm. both the film and the book came out that 
I still sometimes think when I read the book that Dudley's about to fall in and then the glass is going to reappear and then I'm like, yeah. no, that's only in the film, Hannah. Yeah, but like before this, like Harry has an entire fucking conversation with the snake. And like, this is the thing, I hadn't properly read this chapter in a long time. Mm. I've listened to it in audiobooks and I normally am kind of half asleep mm. and blah, blah, blah. Like Harry doesn't remotely fucking question this conversation he has with the snake. Like there's not even a moment where he's like, ha, huh, that was weird. He just like has a full on conversation with the snake. Because he's snake that is, like, lonely. Pointing to things. No, but like even if you're lonely as a kid, like you question that. Like you yes, just had a we, conversation with an animal. And we he, we learn from oh. later books that Harry questions and notices nothing. <laughs> Harry <laughs> no. so true. Questioning as a coffee table. Like no, However, that's very true. Like, past yeah, but. Something that's always annoyed me, and like I shouldn't really bring this out up until a couple of chapters' time, but it's oh. relevant and it's a pet peeve. The bit when he's in King's Cross mm. and he says to the guard, he's like, No, no, no uh, sorry. So Still he's just got me. his ticket off Hagrid, and right. he's like, But Hagrid, there, there is, is no chapter nine, nine and three quarters. quarters. He is ten. There? He's ten. And ten. He's eleven, but fine. Eleven, whatever. Like, I did not know like train platforms and also the Dursleys never let him go anywhere so how is exactly. he fucking know what a train and platform is exactly they never let him go anywhere and even if they did it's not like his, it's his local train station here it's comes King's the train Cross nerd to tell us about trains like, he'll maybe have been there like a what to say times, that like, he wouldn't maybe, have known not, he never went anywhere like why I wasn't as 11 years old then, would okay? you know whether there's oh the train love grows does so it in that instance, it does he's like weirdly I'm always like no great looking forward to season 7 of this podcast well, I actually know things about trains. When, like, at the King's Cross chapter, you're like, ha 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 ha. But then it just doesn't add up. It's like, okay, so, like, he's not questioning that he's talking to a snake. I want to learn more about trains. I just don't know where to start. If anyone listening can tell me where to learn about trains, just Wikipedia the word train. I'm just going to Google the word train. Like in Twilight when she Googles the the word vampire. Exactly. (laughs) I know what you are. A train. Say it. I didn't know that. They don't feed him. There's point. A and train. No, but I didn't know you had to feed children. Oh, yeah, you do. I, I think this Prosecco's like gone to our heads. They don't photosynthesize. And there's a point <laughs> where he said he'd been locked in his cupboard without food for a week. And I'm kind of like, that's not great. Um, uh, Somebody really I honestly think now we'd be like, yes, he deserves <laughs> it. Dumb Harry. No, we children. wouldn't. You, don't you might. Realize that. I would. Yeah. And Harry time. says, oh, I like, sneak out when they go to bed and get food. They don't know that. Like... like it's like best parenting I've ever heard of. <laughs> not the worst. No, but it's um, like again, it's cartoonishly the bad. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's is. done cartoonishly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's basically all the notes I had. I I finished it with. Oh that's great! Really Can you imagine spending? End. What notes did you? Have? I think we just spent six no, minutes no, on a chapter. If that. Chapter note was Incredible. like, why the fuck doesn't he question talking? Nowadays, a single like, chapter takes us an hour me, and fifteen like, minutes. Oh, that was six minutes. No, just doesn't question. Does anyone want us to go back to that? Things that have happened to him, which is like, it's interesting because all the peculiar things that have happened to him are Pecu- to Sorry, peculiar, did you just say that? So he's embarrassed that his hair is going to be cut. He's yeah. embarrassed that a jumper is going to be forced over his head. It's an, 
again, it's this sprinkling of magic in. It's that thing it that is. you wish could happen as yeah, a child. Yeah, but like, I just really, no matter the weird things that have happened to him, like, you're having a conversation with a snake that's like essentially replying to you through mime. Mm. I feel like you should maybe question it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's where we're going to leave it. Um, we'll normally oh, do good. maybe three to four chapters, but I feel yeah. like we want to take <gasps> more time to in- get into Oh, oh Han. Oh, like sweetie, no. Three yeah. to one, four. Which is a weird chapter yeah, looking back. Three it's, to... Uh, yeah, I it's can't get chapter. over that one line. It's, it's Sorry, what? Began my childhood. We thought oh, we'd do. That's cute. Did that ever? We never did more than Thank you so much for listening. You fucking liar, past Hannah. Episode. Not a liar, you just didn't know. Bye, guys. Oh, that was a loud Ooh. cheers. Wow. <laughs> okay, let's cheers again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. Make sure to subscribe. Oh, there's no outro music. App to listen to new episodes every and We sound like we're underwater now. Why is there no outro music? Why are we underwater? On life. And we'll see you oh. next episode. Bye. Oh, ah. oh, I didn't blend it. Bad, Hannah. Oh, and I used the intro music as the outro music? Terrible choices were made, Hannah. What were you on? Not that anyone ever listens to our outro. No, probably not. Well, maybe the people who are producer-level patrons to hear their names Mm. being voice-noted to them every week. I do redo it every week on a fresh voice note. All my voice notes are just lists of patrons. Amazing. Um, How did you find that experience? Unpleasant. Um, but not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I do understand now why people kept listening. I actually found it, yeah, enjoyable for the fact it was so much... I had really built it up in my head to be something bad. Yeah. And, and I, it really wasn't. My thing is, like, I enjoy it when we're being funny. And even though, like, I can tell if it wasn't me, I would enjoy the intelligent points. I yeah. would. But I think because it's us, I just kind of, like squirm yeah like my points i found really obnoxious but i know that if i wasn't myself i'd yeah. be like oh yeah i'd always thought that about the observed third person narrative and no one's ever talked about that before but just because yeah. it's me i'm like and it's something i actually need to like stop doing because whenever i do make it's probably one of those like ingrained things of like me being like oh, I'm trying to make an intelligent point and I'm putting myself down because I sound obnoxious and bossy and horrible. And mm. and that's probably actually a really internalised misogynistic no, thing. No, you do just sound really bossy. and <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, like it's probably that, because I was like always told as a kid, I was like Bella from the tweenies and like bossy and yeah. like all these negative words used for when I was trying to make intelligent points. And I do think that voice is still inside of me, but like... I mean, in my head, I do sound fucking irritating in that first episode. But you don't. It's just that it's because it's you. <laughs> if that makes sense. And you don't um, sound irritating either. I think what I quite enjoyed was that, like, the ethos of our podcast is really that. So as I mentioned in that recording, my newest company just did a LinkedIn post mentioning the podcast because... They did. Because um, <laughs> she couldn't physically stop them. I literally, they didn't run it past me. 
Good. But if you're listening, most it's important. Fine. <laughs> Do you, you know the difference between your hashtags and hash browns, Hannah? <laughs> I will edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> I think he'd find it funny. In all <laughs> anyway, very nicely because nowadays I have to mention the podcast in job interviews because it earns yep. us somewhat of a living, and I cannot legally take a job without the permission of a new job. But also, it like impressive. Impressed, yeah, that's the thing. Like, seventy percent of it is like high impressive digital thing. Thirty percent of it's like, hi, I need you to legally say I'm allowed to carry yeah. on doing this. And like, I literally have clients that are impressed by. It. I've got one client right now where they keep on saying that they think that I'm the right person for the job. They're like, you're really gonna get the tone of voice for the brand because like, it's such like this like really real like sarcastic kind of like british brand um and you with your podcast like you're just perfect for it and i'm like yeah and bear in mind this is like doing marketing for a beauty company so it's like that surely isn't relevant but people are impressed by it yeah but but the linkedin post the job does bear in mind he copy and pasted some of our marketing text but still Mm. he chose the sentence that said a chaotic mix of literary criticism one movement and drunken chaos the next Mm. and i'm like listening back to that first episode i'm like god yeah like it does come we branded ourselves and like we have really stuck to that brand we really swing between like Oh, the third person narrative to uh, frozen dead babies. That brand has stuck through and that's probably why the podcast has been the level of success that it has because although there are issues with the first episode... The heart of it, the yeah. core of it, is still the exact same what we're doing Which today. Which is our really dumb way of being like, hey, look, we were people, we're, we're now still the same people. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, oh my God, it's so consistent. What do you mean that our voices are the same and the points that we make are the same? No, but I think that, like, especially post-COVID, I have this, like, very big thing of, like, pre and post-COVID. Like, the, like, everything feels so different. And it's weird listening to myself pre-COVID and being like, Mm. Oh god, I am the same person. Like in a in a horrible way, so much has changed and so much is horrible that like it's nice to know that this thing that we created is still at the core the same. Yeah. I think it's actually crazy when I think about how little time we were going at this before COVID. Like I know. Because when I think about it, so that was the end of 2018. And when I think about the things that happened in 2019, I'm now gonna give and some examples that I'm going to cut out. Those things were the second year of the podcast, barely, basically the first year, because we started this in like October. It's like, how was that the first year of the podcast? And then that was the only year then before we went into fucking lockdown. Uh, okay, so yeah, like to flip it, but I'm about to give Charlie some examples, which we'll also cut out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's absolutely crazy how we basically had like a year because there was like the October... No- a year and a half of actually doing it, a, a year of it being proper, because we had October, November, December 2019, and then Jan, Feb, March. So a year and a half, but a year of it really kind of being established Yeah, that we got to enjoy it before we then, the We're pandemic will happen. And like, it's, it's almost frustrating because for you guys, I know it was different when we were apart and I know some episodes weren't as good and, and that upsets me. But in a lot of ways, it was the same. But for us, it's really frustrating because, and I know you guys don't want us to bring this up, but this podcast has a certain end date. Like, yeah. not, not that we don't have ideas for after the book's end, we do, but the, the core of the podcast 
has a time limit and sometimes I get very upset and angry that half of that has been in COVID and then I have to remember that like there's so many worse things that's no one's fault it's the way the world is it doesn't matter but like yeah listening to that back knowing that we had a year and a half but basically a year pre-pandemic and then the rest Mm. of it has been in pandemic yeah and struggling like producing this podcast I can't even explain how much harder it's been during COVID. Every podcaster has said the same thing. Yeah. It is it is incredibly difficult. Yeah. I think the time thing is crazy as well because... And I think part of this is the credit of how quickly we got this up and running. Yeah. Um, like, we obviously didn't grow as fast as other podcasts and we grew faster than others. But the point of this is not, like, comparison. But I think that we grew so much quicker than we ever expected yeah mostly because we expected to do like three episodes and then give up and then we probably like i definitely know i don't want to speak for you but i think that i thought that if we did keep it going that we would like probably finish it on about fifty thousand listens ever like i didn't think that anyone would listen to this like i oh, and i'm no, not let being me modest che- let me check if we've hit the next no milestone. we have we have we've hit seven hundred thousand. why didn't you tell me because I, I thought that you knew. Um, but Hey, we hit 700,000. We did. Um, so I didn't think that it would ever, like ever anywhere near get to the point that it was. Um, and, you know, some people will look at our stats and be like, your podcast tiny. But I don't think it's tiny. I really like it and I like our audience. But essentially what I'm trying to say is because we got the numbers up relatively quickly for our expectations. I think that it, when I think about the things that happened in 2019, when I think about 2019, I'm like, the podcast was up and running and it was really established. But then when I think about it, I'm like, no, we had literally just started. And it it feels like there was a year missing. Like there should be a a 2018.2 that we ran the podcast for a year, built it up, and then we had 2019. Yeah, like we persuaded a convention to let us in I emailed them in uh, March of 2019, yeah. six months after starting the podcast, and they let us in for summer 2019 <laughs> based on our stats. For some reason. And things spiralled from there. Yep. Um, yeah, and like, I've got, I, one of my clearest memories as a thing, this was like, in 2018, sitting in the premiere of that YouTube series <laughs> with um, Tom, Felton. Tom Felton in. So we and went to see the, the... Tonks as well. Yeah. We went to see... I don't know. Do you remember what it was called? The No. It, unfortunately, I'm sorry, Tom Felton. It. I think it flopped. Tom Felton and Tonks. Yeah, it was the YouTube-owned series. And somehow I won tickets, not through the podcast, through my own personal Twitter. Yeah. Like, I replied to a tweet and won twic- tickets for us. So we went to see it. And the night we went to see it, I believe we hit a milestone. And I think it was only the month after starting the podcast. So I believe it was 500 listens. Mm. And I remember us sitting in the theatre and hitting 500 listens. And, like, that was, like insane because like when you think about it 500 people is still like a lot of people yeah Yeah. and we now like we get more than that within the first day of each episode a lot more than that it's It's mad it's just like yeah i just we're doing a lot of tooting our own horns here and that's kind of the point of our anniversary but also (laughs) i don't 
care if anyone's like, oh, this is really obnoxious. Like, I, I genuinely don't care. We did a really good thing and we've worked ridiculously hard for three years. Like, let us toot our own horns. Like, people don't sing their own praises enough. So, like, you're sat here thinking that this is obnoxious. I don't care. Um, go look in the mirror and praise yourself for something that you have achieved. Yeah, because also, like, I know we do bring it up, like, occasionally, but we don't... I, I still feel that sometimes people, it doesn't sink in, it, it, and, uh, and I put too much pressure on myself and you put too much pressure on yourself. We've done all of that whilst both working full time. And bear in mind, this podcast is as increasing, increasing, increasing. So I think for the point of both of us, it's it's a part-time job a week, plus on top of a full-time job. And we're still so passionate and love it and all of that. And I'm not saying that like, <laughs> it's so hard, but it's just like, I don't know what I mean by that. I just mean that it's like... It's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of work. And I'm not saying that in the way I don't enjoy it because like we wouldn't do it if we don't if we didn't enjoy it but it's not our day jobs that's what I'm trying to say yeah definitely and I think that we're also just like I hate even saying it because I just feel like it should go without saying and then I'm like people aren't mind readers but we're so incredibly thankful for all of this I just cringe when I say this stuff I'm like what but like for like absolutely everything for giving us the motivation to keep on doing it for the contributions that people make on Patreon, for like giving us the opportunity to do wild things like go to conventions and and go to Albania next year, go to fucking America, which is going to be crazy. And for the people that we've met through it from like the other like absolutely incredible podcasters that we've met to people in our own community, like next year, I don't know if this will happen, but my current plan is after we go to LeakyCon, which isn't confirmed, guys, so no one please book tickets like, oh my God, they're going to be there. But like, it's our intention to yeah, go. Yeah, we're trying. Um, but my intention then after that is that I'm then going to travel the East Coast of America and I have people that I have made friends, friends with through the podcast that I hope, hopefully, to stop off and see along the way. And I'll be we've... dying on the side of the road. No, I'm joking. <laughs> she will. I'm just going to leave her. Um, And, you know, like... There are so many other people that we've met. Like we're going to the pub with someone like next week that we've met through the podcast. Um, yeah. We've met people that are in the Harry Potter community, like people that worked on or were in the films and stuff like that. We've met so many incredible people. We have learned so much. Like we were saying, this has actually impacted our own personal careers in such a positive way. Like the podcast only brings us good things on top of the stress yeah (laughs) um and also like the true core of the reason for doing it in some ways has like changed slightly like neither of us could have predicted when we started well no you could have predicted just in 2018 when we started it that like jk rowling and the harry Potter community would have turned out where it was and like i think you could have predicted but you couldn't have predicted how shit it would become and like we faced a lot of questions for why we're doing this and those questions are absolutely valid but it's made me even more convinced for the reason why we're doing this to give a safe space for however people identify to still enjoy Harry Potter, but mm. without feeling the guilt and giving money towards Warner Brothers yeah. and J.K. Rowling. And like for the for the questions we face because of that, it's made me more convinced on the reason yeah. why we're doing it. We get so many messages from people saying that they don't 
feel comfortable reading the books or listening to the audiobooks anymore and that they used to use the audiobooks to get to sleep and now they use our podcast which what rude are we that boring <laughs> um, I'm kidding but that they've managed to switch it out um and they listen to us and but yeah and I just completely agree we're still doing this podcast because like I always say if we all if all the decent Harry Potter fans stop talking about Harry Potter we're only left with jk rowling and her evil demons voices yeah and i don't think this this um story and legacy and community should be overrun by no hey we should and you shouldn't rip away people's love for something just because of the 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 author's later opinions so long as you love it critically yeah you love it critically but what we're trying to do is create a safe space where everyone feels yeah included however they identify and i and I hope that's what we're doing. And I hope also the space we're creating means that you guys can call us out when we do do things that we... Uh, he that, said do-do. Do-do. <laughs> that means that we don't fit into that. But yeah, like we... Like, I'm not going to lie. We faced a lot of questions. Like even... Not just with from our podcast. Within like working life, I face questions of like, oh, but JK Rowling. And I'm like, no, mm. I, I do believe in the reason why we're doing this. It's now a thing when I had to tell people about the podcast. It's it's in one sentence. I'm like, yeah, so, um, yeah, I run a podcast. And then they're like, oh, what's it about? I'm like, Harry Potter. So it's about Harry Potter, but, but. I just want to say I'm not a turf and I don't like J.K. Rowling. Like, I never, ever, ever tell anyone now that I run a Harry Potter podcast without, in the same breath, prefacing that I'm not a turf and I hate J.K. Rowling. Yeah. And a lot of the time, this is the thing, and I do that no matter who asks me, so a lot of the time people look at me and they're like, okay, didn't ask. What's a turf? What's J.K. Rowling? Like, I've literally had to explain to people what J.K. Rowling have done because I've opened it up by saying, and I don't agree with J.K. Rowling, but I think that's good because then it opens up the conversation to educate people that didn't know. Like, I've talked to so many people that are like, I yeah, I've seen her get hate on Twitter, like... But Did she really do some why? like like kind of shitty tweets? Like she got cancelled, didn't she? And I'm like, no, no, no. She, she's like a legitimately bad person for like X, Y, Z. And I explain, and then they're like, oh my god, I didn't, I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. Like some, this is the thing we know because we're part of the community, but a lot of people genuinely don't realize yeah. how bad she is. Yeah. 100%. Um. Anyway, this is a tangent. It is a long tangent, but yeah, just to say that like. Here we still are after three years, and at the rate we've slowed down for the podcast, and we haven't slowed down to keep up with it. Actually, no one's tweeted us that. I'm saying that. I think it's obvious from the fact that, I mean, there's no, no filler. There's no filler in our episodes in terms of like us trying to drag it on. There's filler in terms of we just embrace not talking about Harry Potter at this point. But Brace like, it would be pretty obvious if we were like dragging it out. But at this point, I think you can tell that we barely even fit one chapter into an episode. Which means we are technically only just over halfway through the podcast. So Shitting even hell. I can't put up with you that long. So yeah, even though we are well it's gonna be over halfway po- through the book. Gonna... Okay, because so... of the amount we've slow down because the deeper analysis we do we're only just over halfway through the podcast and then once we finish the books there's then so much that we're going to create and it's not going to be dragging it out for the sake of it but there's genuinely we want to do overarching kind of like subjects like talking about feminism and harry potter and stuff like that um god we we will get close to a decade of the podcast i reckon i quit I'm off. I understand. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> it's actually, we don't quit. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, guys. If you have any memories of the podcast that you want to share with us, not like, I remember when you did this, just like, how did you find us? 
When did you realise you wanted to carry on listening? What comment made you realise, yeah, this He's is the looking one for, for compliments, me. basically. No, I just want to know memes. Memes. Okay. Anyway, thanks so much for your support and for listening for this long, whoever is still listening. And um, we'll see you in the next normal episode, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons Veronica, Samuel, Ronan, Matt, Lewis, Layla, Catherine, Hannah, Emily, and Alexia. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. You meant to say it with me. Bye. Bye.